Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Here's what we got going on for today. An analyst reacts to a deal made that will raise the U.S. debt ceiling and how it will likely affect the markets. Taiwan is giving a green light to Canadian beef imports without any restrictions. And the next generation of farm leaders is stepping up to the plate in Canada's cattle industry. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. There is relief for now, as a deal to increase the U.S. debt ceiling was struck between U.S. President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy yesterday. Reynolds Glanville, a chief market analyst with Grain Fox, says the deal prevents the United States from defaulting, meaning they wouldn't be able to pay its bills. The first thing that I think, maybe call me a skeptic, but the U.S. system is designed with what they call checks and balances, and often this means that the headlines don't always tell the full story. And so what we got over the weekend was word that a deal had been reached, um, maybe a $4 trillion increase in the debt ceiling, effectively kicking the can down the road into 2024. The trouble, of course, is this still needs to go through you know, the House and the Senate in the United States. And my understanding is there's still a chance of considerable pushback. Um, neither party really got what they wanted, and certainly many hardline Republicans will be disappointed that spending is only being reduced by 0.2%, and, you know, meaning effectively that the government of the United States continues to spend very freely under this agreement. So how would this in turn affect uh, the markets? That's a great question. I think in the very short term, the reaction will be relief, assuming the package continues to wind its way through the U.S. government for approval. The debt ceiling is not directly a huge impact for farm markets, but what it is, is it's a potential problem. And so if this tentative deal sticks, then that problem will be averted. We'll go back to trading the uh, drought in Kansas and uh, the Black Sea grain export corridor, the Canadian dollar fluctuating, things like that, the weather, obviously. Um, And this debt ceiling issue will be brushed aside for another two years until they hit the debt ceiling yet again. If the debt ceiling deal gets derailed any time in the next few weeks, 
then you'll see more spasms of negativity in the stock market, the bond market, and that'll likely spill over into the agricultural markets as well. So what I'm hearing, it's kind of like there will be like a rally or a surge potentially with this uh, news that broke uh, the other day? I think I'd classify it more as a relief rally. I think very few people thought the U.S. government would actually drive itself off the cliff. Nobody wins in the United States if they had actually defaulted. So for that reason, I think what you'll see is sort of a relief rally. Um, and as, as long as the deal sticks, then you're back to trading other factors, essentially, which is good news for the farm markets. That's what we want, actually. Absolutely. You know, especially, uh, I guess, given recent events, too, like I know the U.S., uh, especially in the Midwest, they've had like, you know, weather problems or uh, it's been dry or some rain or whatever has been going on, you know, over the last few weeks. I guess this could be classified as a bit of a relief. Exactly. And so, yeah, we'll go back to trading, uh, you know, a hot, dry weather forecast for Western Canada, you know, maybe some early concerns about dryness in the Midwest and other factors. And this, what I might classify as an outside market factor, will be brushed into the background, really where we'd like to see it um, have been in the first place. All right. And lastly, uh, how confident are you uh, with uh, the U.S. government, uh, you know, voting on it and having this passed? To be honest, I would expect more hard words out of the various political parties. So it is, I think, quite possible that this deal gets revamped. I wouldn't say it gets completely derailed, but um, the U.S. government has a tendency to, you know, work through deals and add little sweeteners to get everybody that needs to be on board on board. So I'd expect more negotiation before this gets passed. Um, in terms of the U.S. actually defaulting, I'm pretty confident that will be avoided because that's really a no-win scenario for anybody. Reynolds Glanville is a chief market analyst with Grain Fox. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch Eaves Trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. Canadian beef is being embraced again in Taiwan. Taiwan announced full market access for Canadian beef is being restored in the coming weeks. President of the Canadian Cattle Association, Nathan Finney, is excited about the new development. You know, it's one of the, you know, Pacific markets is one of the markets that's growing and that we're paying a lot of attention to. And, and you know, since BSE 20 years ago, Taiwan has had some restrictions in place. And this is the last bit of the restrictions that have been in place. And the removal of them is a clear signal that we have a desired product and they're ready to go back to science-based trade. Okay, and just talk a little bit about the context uh, as to why uh, Taiwan had those restrictions. You mentioned BSE. Yeah, it, it was since BSE, which would have been on any offals and, and the over 30-month cattle. We did get our negligible risk status approved by the World Organization of Animal Health in 2021. So, you know, that then gave us our, our negligible risk status, our BSE-free. And obviously, having that is, is a key and important thing, but ultimately, it doesn't open the doors automatically for, for restrictions that countries may have on us to be lifted. So in doing this on the heels of uh, Minister Ring over at the APEC meeting, 
it's a turning point, I think, and uh, hopefully other countries that may have similar restrictions follow suit. And uh, you mentioned uh, this would be over the course of time that these restrictions would be lifted. It's not really immediate. Yeah, I mean, the news came down today to us as well, you know, of the of the opening of Taiwan. And so we're fresh on this, and I know our staff is digging into it to see if and when, um, you know, the, the actual restrictions are lifted. But it's all momentum moving forward, and it's positive. So we're anticipating, you know, in the not-so-distant future, you know, we'll be able to, to start moving our offals and, and over 30-month cattle in. Awesome. And one more for me, uh, just in terms of uh, the market Taiwan is to Canada in terms of uh, beef exports, how big of a market are we talking here? Um, it's an important market. The whole Indo-Pacific region is becoming more and more of a, an important market uh, for, for Canada. And, you know, diversification is going to be key to any growth in our industry where we export 50% of our, our product around the world. You know, having multiple areas that we can capture, you know, the, the, the solid price point and, and move portions of, of the animal to different markets is, is essential. So this is part of the big puzzle, being able to do this and, uh, you know, all positives for the industry and we're very excited for it. Last year, Canada exported $13.9 million of beef to Taiwan. Meantime, Olimel says it is cutting about 80 jobs as it reduces its hog production in western Canada. The company says it is closing five sow units in Alberta and one sow unit in Saskatchewan in a move that will reduce its western sow herd to 40,000 from 57,000. It says the barns will be wound down over the next several months and remain closed until market conditions improve. The company says the closures will result in a net reduction of about 200,000 market hogs annually to its Red Deer Alberta slaughter plant from company-owned farms. However, it says the, ne- the impact will not be felt until 2024 at the earliest and will be subject to independent hog supply availability. The company says it will work with the affected staff to fill any vacant positions within its western hog operations or find work outside the company. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Agri-View with Doug Faulkner of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire Dealers. An entrepreneur from Yorkton says he collected more than 1.8 million kilograms of used grain bags over the past few years, helping his neighbors deal with their mounting plastic problem. Dallin Leger's business, EcoGenX, transported the grain bags to a company in the United States that would recycle them. The company would turn the bags into various agricultural plastic products, including new grain bags. EcoGenX would then sell the recycled product in Saskatchewan. But he says the Saskatchewan government recently took him to court and won fining him for not following the province's grain bag regulations. Court determined he did not operate a product stewardship program that was approved by the Environment Minister. He was fined $580 and must pay $10,604 to Clean Farms, a regulated non-profit that also collects grain bags in the province. Ole Mel says it's cutting about 80 jobs as it reduces its hog production in western Canada. The company says it's closing five sow units in Alberta and one sow unit in Saskatchewan in a move that will reduce its western sow herd to 40,000 from 57,000. 
It says the barns will be wound down over the next several months and remain closed until market conditions improve. The company says the closures will result in a net reduction of about 200,000 market hogs annually to its Red Deer slaughter plant from company-owned farms. However, it says the impact will not be felt until 2024 at the earliest and will be subject to independent hog supply availability. The company says it will work with the affected staff to fill any vacant positions within its western hog operations or find work outside the company. CN and CPKC Rail supply to combine 95% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 42, a decline from the previous week's 99% order fulfillment performance. On a combined basis, CN and CPKC have now supplied 94% or more of cars ordered in each of the last six weeks. The nominal decline in performance reflects a decline in performance for CN and CPKC. In supplying 92% of hopper cars ordered on time in week 42, CN's performance declined somewhat from the 98% posted in week 41 and remained above the 90% performance threshold for the 6th straight week and 10th time in the last 11 weeks. CPKC order fulfillment performance also declined, albeit more modestly than CN's, with the railway supplying 99% of cars ordered, down slightly from the 100% order fulfillment performance seen the previous week. CPKC also remains above the 90% threshold for the 6th straight week and ninth time in the last 10 weeks. A deal allowing the safe wartime export of grain and fertilizer from Ukrainian Black Sea ports has not yet resumed full operations, having come to a halt before Russia's decision recently to extend it. The pact called the Black Sea Grain Initiative, brokered by the United Nations and Turkey last year, with Russia and Ukraine to try to ease a global food crisis aggravated by Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, covers three ports, but no ships have been authorized to travel to Pivdeni port since April 29th. The United Nations and Turkey say they are closely working with the rest of the parties with the aim to resume full operations and lift all impediments that obstruct operations and limit the scope of the initiative. Recently, Ukraine accused Russia of effectively cutting Pivdeni port out of the Black Sea deal as Russia complained that it had been unable to export ammonia via pipeline to Pivdeni under the agreement. Quebec Provincial Police say a two-year-old girl has died after falling into a grain mixer on a farm north of Montreal. They say the accident occurred Friday at a family farm about 85 kilometers from the city. Sergeant Adrienne Bilodeau says emergency services were called at about 3.30 p.m., after the child fell into an industrial mixer. The girl's parents also intervened quickly, but she had already died. The young victim's relatives were transported to hospital to be treated for shock. Police are investigating the death, as is the case when a child is involved, but authorities say there is no indication of negligence. And that's today's AgReview. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon and a risk of a thunderstorm high of 24 degrees. For tonight, partly cloudy again, 30% chance of showers early this evening and a risk of a thunderstorm. Then it'll clear, low of 10. Tuesday, sunshine, then partly cloudy in the afternoon, high of 28, the low of 14. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 40% chance of showers, high of 28. Wednesday night, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the low of 15. Thursday, partly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers, the high 27. Thursday night, showers continue and the low 15. Friday, showers again, high of 22 degrees. Then Friday night, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, low 14 degrees. Saturday, cloudy, again a 60% chance of showers, high of 24. Saturday night, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the low 13. And Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 24. Normal high is 21 degrees and the normal low 7. Sun rose at 4.55 this morning and the sun will set at 8.58 p.m. tonight. Looking around the province in Estevan, 23, Saskatoon, 24, Swift Current, Weyburn, and Yorkton are at 22 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Nipawin at 27 and the cool spot in Cypress Hills Provincial Park at 19 degrees. In Regina, mostly cloudy, winds from the northwest at 9 kilometers an hour, humidity at 57%, temperature at 22 degrees, that is 71 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure is at 100.6 and falling. Down the road in Moose Jaw, cloudy sky, south-southwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour, temperature at 23 degrees. Again in Regina, mostly cloudy, northwest wind at 9, temperature at 22 degrees. Back in a moment. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale 240 acres of mixed grain and pasture land near Winyard, 159 acres of grain land near Dinsmore, and 306 acres with Highway 6 frontage just north of Regina. To learn more about these listings, or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, call 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. A new generation of young leaders is stepping up to the plate in Canada's cattle industry. The annual Canadian Cattle Young Leaders Spring Forum is taking place this week in Calgary, beginning tomorrow and running until Thursday. Jessica Radeau, the CCA's Youth Leadership Coordinator, painted a picture of what to expect at the event. It's for young people ages 18 to 35 in the beef industry. Many producers come through, but open to all people involved in various areas of the beef supply chain. And um, 16 participants come through the program every year. So once a year as part of this program, we bring them all together uh, for three days of industry tours and training. And I can't recall the exact amount of years we've been doing this, but pretty much 
um, probably dating back to when the program started in 2010. And it's a great way for them to build their peer networks and get to chat with some industry members too in a hands-on learning environment. So a few things we've got on the agenda coming up is, you know, we're going to do some classroom style sessions where we're going to be talking about building your personal and professional brand, some leadership sessions with our folks here at CCA of what it means to get involved in leadership in the beef industry and, and what that might look like. And another fun thing we've got coming up is a farm succession case study competition where they're each going to be diving in in teams into an example case farm that we give them and um, coming up with some different transition ideas to be presenting to our judges. Um, then we're hitting the road. We're doing some cow-calf operation tours, a beef processing facility, as well as heading out to a, a feedlot to see industry innovation in action. So it should be a jam-packed few days here. That's Jessica Rideau talking about the Canadian Cattle Young Leaders Spring Forum taking place this week in Calgary from tomorrow until Thursday. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A report from the Royal Bank points to an issue that many in the agriculture sector procrastinate about, but are sometimes reluctant to discuss. The Royal Bank, in conjunction with the University of Guelph, says more than 40% of farm operators will retire over the next decade. Of those, about two-thirds do not have a firm succession plan. Elaine Fraze has a wealth of knowledge about succession planning. She and her team have been coaching farm families on how to start the discussion, so there's a clear direction for the farm passing from one generation to the next. Elaine talks about her approach to an issue that many farm families keep putting off. What do you want as you age in place on this farm? What does a good day on the farm look like to you? And listeners can go to Dick Whitman's webinar that's on YouTube called Stepping Back Without Stepping Away. So the questions I would ask are, do you know what your roles are going forward when you're in your 62, 72, 82, and 92? Okay, next question is, where is your income going to come for those years? And that's why... I'm a big proponent of financial planners and people who can help you manage and determine where your financial security is going to be. Do you have a business vision as a successor that's different than the main managers? And are those visions aligned? Because the other problem, quite frankly, is you may have a father and mother who co-own the farm and they don't want the same thing. So if the parents do not have a similar vision for how their roles are going to change, and quite often we have another whole status is fear, fear of divorce. Because if mom wants to retire to town and have a quieter, gentler life and be off Grand Central Station, i.e. the farm, and dad said, no, I need to be able to go to the shop every day, Well, then you have role disconnection and confusion. So my whole approach would be to look at the ages of the people involved in the farm business and the tasks and the wants of what they want for those particular ages and stages. And, you know, the Royal Bank is, as all other banks and credit unions, they're really key about wealth transfer. And they're losing the opportunity to give people security about their financial well-being on the family side. And so another question I would ask is, what do you actually need for family living? And I've just written an article on 
compensation and fair compensation and FCC has a cost of living tool that people can look at to get clear about taking care of the basic needs of their family. So the approach I take is much like Chris Delaney who wrote the book called The Naked Opus and it's a holistic approach to looking at taking care of the needs of people and the family first and then how does the business serve the family and that's not a common approach for a lot of transition planners. They want to go straight to the tactics around tax and accounting, which are much further down the road in terms of creating the structure once you've figured out what your timelines are and whether or not you have one or more successors. So my questions in the survey would be much like my personal profile. Tell me what a good day on the farm looks like to you. What are your expectations about inheritance? How much money do you need to live And what are your expectations or what's your business vision for this business as you take over management? That's farm succession planning expert Elaine Fraze. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. The market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers in our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly down in early trading today. Canola is down $2.10 at 683.02 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is up $3.11, or rather down $3.11, I should say, at 372.54. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 407.80. Feed barley 345.61. Chickpeas 1058.22. Flax 541.98. Lentils 759.50, oats 220.32, yellow peas 373.66, and feed wheat at 268.90. As for the U.S. markets, they are closed today for Memorial Day. Back in a moment. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week, the good cows, they traded from $1.50 to $1.62 with sales up to $1.68. The medium cows were $90 to $1.40. Hefferets and feeding cows were $180 to $2.20. The good bulls, they brought $1.40 up to $1.72. 160 pairs in their Thursday turnout pair sale. The good pairs, they brought $3,300 to $3,800. The trading type pairs, they brought $2,500 to $3,200. Upcoming sales. This Thursday, June the 1st at 9.30 a.m., we're going to have a pre-sort internet sale of 1,500 head of feeder cattle on offer for our 32nd anniversary pre-sort sale. For further information, give us a call at 773-3174. Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. And now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. It's currently at $198.21 per CKG. That's down from Friday's price at around $200 per CKG, uh, ending a trend of uh, about a week or two of uh, increases. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRN. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. 
Saskatchewan Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison is leading a delegation on a trade trip to Germany this week. Harrison's visit is to officially open the province's latest trade office in Berlin, as well as explore further trade opportunities. The province says the delegation includes Saskatchewan commodity and agri-food exporters. Last year, the top three export products to the European Union were potash, wheat and uranium. Crescent Point Energy Group has restarted production that was shut down in Alberta due to the wildfires. The Calgary-based company was one of a number of oil and gas producers that was forced to temporarily stop output in the Kebab Duvernay region earlier this month. Analysts estimate that at one point more than 200,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day of production was impacted across Alberta. Paramount Resources Limited also confirmed it has restored the majority of production that it had temporarily curtailed. On the markets, the TSX is up 40 points at 19,961. The Dow is up 328 points to 33,093. Oil is up 27 cents at $72.94 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.